Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including, isn't it fun to be the center of the football universe in the TV sense? That will be the case for your Carolina Panthers on the NFL Network this evening. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers picked for last in the NFC South against your Carolina Panthers who opened on the wrong foot predictably against the LA Rams but will be the favorite tonight as the host against the Buccaneers. David Tepper will be among the interested parties. He is the second year owner of the Carolina Panthers. He missed the playoffs last year, didn't like it, but understood that Cam Newton's injury had a lot to do with that miss. He's gonna be looking at a game tonight as we also look forward as football fans to tomorrow night. Guess where that spotlight is in terms of national TV? It'll be the North Carolina Tar Heels at the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Little bit of an early Friday night window, six o'clock or so kick, but it is on ESPN proper. So you get Panthers Bucks in the spotlight tonight. You get Deeks heels in one of the spotlights tomorrow night at the college level. We will glance forward to a weekend that off also offers just in the football world, Dallas, Washington, Minnesota, Green Bay, Seattle at a Pittsburgh team that was just embarrassed by the Patriots in New England. How about 1-0 KC, which you would have predicted, at 1-0 Oakland, which you might not have saw coming, especially if you watched Hard Knocks, as I have, especially if you watched the Antonio Brown drama in his brief time with the Raiders, as we've all had forced upon us. Chicago is at Denver. The Saints are at the Rams. Those are two good-looking teams that have a recent history against one another. My Eagles will be at the Falcons on Sunday night. All those who follow the NFC will be watching, NFC South will be watching intensely. That is a chance, at least, for the Falcons to stumble out of the gate at 0-2 as both the Bucks and the Panthers try to avoid that fate tonight. Tampa lost to the Niners at home last week. You saw your Panthers lose to the Rams as well this past weekend in week one of NFL regular season action. Monday night, it'll be Browns at the Jets. They both stumbled out of the gate as well, but intriguing storylines to varying degrees. The Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold, we now know will be out for quite a long time after a mono diagnosis. Extremely strange timing. My daughter is a soccer player. She was experiencing just sickly type symptoms Took her to the doctor, and to our shock and my daughter's dismay, she was diagnosed with mononucleosis. I remembered much of what it's like to be diagnosed with mono. I had forgotten that there is an actual part of mono where your spleen is dangerously irritated and enlarged. That is a significant major internal organ. And I had forgotten this part of mono. I knew the, you know, don't share the same water bottle with somebody who has mono. They call it the kissing disease, or at least did back when I was a youngster. That still applies, by the way, communicated by saliva, whether you're kissing or using each other's water bottles. Sam Darnold has mono, and you might not know that seriously, I am not exaggerating here, even though I am not a doctor and did not stay at that hotel last night. Your spleen being enlarged if you play a contact sport. 
it would require only one accidental elbow from my daughter's soccer opponent or one you're playing defense and their really hard kick of the ball hits your midsection in a way that makes your spleen vulnerable. I'm not kidding. They tell you that you can die. It doesn't happen a lot, but the exaggerated spleen symptoms come with mono, and at least for a while, you are risking your life if you are playing contact sports. With that in mind, if you see Sam Darnold out with mono and you roll your eyes about the young quarterback for the New York Jets, just remember there is seriously a life and death aspect of having mono if you happen to play a contact sport in particular. We'll get you caught up on some other injury issues. Of course, it's more than Wake against Carolina tomorrow night on ESPN and the college level. Dave Clawson, by the way, of the Demon Deacons, good friend of the program, will be dropping by. Mac Brown of the Tar Heels represented the Carolina Blue half of that equation here recently on the David Glenn Show. Will Brinson will drop by from CBS Sports on all things NFL. David Cutcliffe of Duke, one of our favorites on our statewide syndicated platform, yours and ours, as the feedback has come over the last decade plus. David Cutcliffe is one of the only guests we've ever offered a weekly time slot at least in his case during football season, he drops by the National Coach of the Year of 2013 does as his Blue Devils are back on the winning track. He's been the SEC Coach of the Year. He's been the ACC Coach of the Year. He's been the National Coach of the Year. And he has what he thinks can be another really good football team at Duke. He is taking them to bowl games with regularity, the Blue Devils. And that is after about a half century where the Blue Devils rarely were relevant in football whatsoever. He has made them relevant, Coach Cut has, on a regular basis. He's third hour, Coach Clausen second hour, Will Brinson first hour. And we'll welcome your call on Buccaneers, Panthers, Tar Heels, Deacons, and other things. Number one, Clemson's at Syracuse. Florida State visits UVA. When's the last time you thought the Cavaliers were better in football than the Florida State Seminoles? Maybe last year, given how things went. But prior to that, I don't know the last time that that applied. It might apply as we speak. The Wolfpack has an interesting game at West Virginia. The Mountaineers are not as good as they were last year, but they're at home. And we'll learn more about the Wolfpack than we did in their trouncings of rebuilding teams at East Carolina and Western Carolina. Duke is at Middle Tennessee State. Pitt is at Penn State. There are a lot of, or a handful, I should say, of top 25 teams that are taking on compelling opponents. There are plenty of cupcakes out there in week three of college football action. I have some follow-ups on the Antonio Brown story. We have an unfortunate follow-up on Team USA. They lost again in basketball. They're going to have the worst finish in a major international basketball competition. They lost to France, remember, yesterday in the quarterfinals. So you're knocked out of the medal possibilities, right? You lost in the round of eight. You're done. Now, you have consolation games to play, but there's no way you can end up on the podium. That in itself is incredibly rare for Team USA in men's basketball, Olympics, World Cup, or otherwise. Well, they lost again today this time to Serbia, that means they're going to play one more game for the difference between 7th and 8th place. Like, this truly has never happened while using NBA players since they started doing that about 30 years ago. 
Some of you are saying it's a coaching change issue. Greg Popovich in for the Mike Krzyzewski era, which extended over a bunch of gold medals and included only one defeat in the entirety of his 70-plus outings as the Team USA head coach. I think you have to start with the players. And the bottom line, folks, as we discussed a little bit yesterday, is that most of the guys you'd want on your Team USA said no this year. And that if you looked at, say, last year's All-NBA team, seriously, these are the numbers. Of the 15 guys who made All-NBA, 11 were Americans. So the other four, of course, are not eligible to play for our country. Of the 11 Americans who were All-NBA last season, you'd think as a starting point you might want to talk to those guys, right, about wearing the red, white, and blue. Ten of the 11 either were not available or declined. Kemba Walker formerly of the Hornets, now of the Celtics, was the only one who said yes. So don't roll your eyes when I say that was our C team playing in China when almost all of the very best players say no thank you. At best, you're sending your B team. I'd argue it was more of a C team. More on that story today. There's a wild headline involving a band from the stadium sports fan today. If you are a spectator or a season ticket holder, you may want to listen to this one. There's an important reminder to sports TV viewers with tonight's Panthers game in mind. Almost all of us fit that description. One very important reminder that I'll hit you with when it comes to the Buccaneers visit to Bank of America Stadium tonight. We'll get into some Major League Baseball. Did you know that sport just set its all-time single-season home run record? Not for like a player or a team, but for the league itself. They've set the new record as of yesterday, and there's a lot of baseball still to play. So they are absolutely going to crush that record before all is said and done. And meanwhile, I have a sad, off-the-beaten-trail sports headline. As I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, we also have intern Sam representing the University of North Carolina with distinction, as always. You know that I love sports in part, Darren, because of what it teaches the youngsters. Yeah. Little work ethic, sure. little teamwork, maybe respect for your teammates, your opponents, and the officials, the arbiters of all things sports, right? There's a lot to learn there. Preparation, perspiration, inspiration, a lot of good things there, no? You can learn life lessons in sports, one of my favorite things about sports. You almost need to hold your hands over the kids' ears over this headlines, this headline that I'm about to share today, because... You all know that over the years, we've had, for example, the Black Sox scandal at the World Series in Major League Baseball. Say it ain't so, Joe, says the young guy to the legendary outfielder and sweet hitter, as he was alleged to have. The evidence ultimately suggested he probably was not in on the scam with gamblers. But this is what this was. Our national pastime. It was the World Series. The Chicago White Sox, that team now known as the Black Sox. There was the little kid looking up at the legendary athlete saying, say it ain't so, Joe. There's a story like that right now with a twist. I will share it on the other side as I welcome your calls. 1-800-849-2761. The upside of sports teaches teamwork, work ethic, preparation, perspiration, inspiration. We know some of the downsides. Antonio Brown's in one of the wrong headlines right now. There's domestic violence. There's betting on baseball with Pete Rose. There's PED use. I mean, there's Tanya Harding's club using a club on Nancy Kerrigan's knee to win a medal 
from the sports world. There's an ugly underbelly, I think we all agree, to go with those positive life lessons. Do I have a doozy of a twist for you today? On the other side, 1-800-849-2761. You can jump in on anything I just mentioned with your question or comment. We invite your calls. We look forward to Will Brinson on the NFL, Dave Clawson from Wake Forest, David Cutcliffe from the Duke Blue Devils, and I have a special announcement with one of our charity partners on the other side as well. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be a part of it on The David Glenn Show. Rob Schneider joining us on The David Glenn Show. When they try to have three days of the NFL draft on TV, my friends said, hey, you going to watch the NFL draft? I like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction. <laughs> like you see that building over there in a couple of months? There's going to be some breasts in there. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We have thrown the doors open for the NFL college football, Team USA basketball, Major League Baseball home run record. I have an important reminder for sports TV viewers as the Buccaneers visit the Panthers tonight. A crazy story involved a band from the stadium sports fan. An Antonio Brown update, there is one important thing at least that is different about his case against almost all the others where an NFL player ended up on either the suspended list, you know, you get four games, two games, whatever, six games, and that's what you get, maybe on appeal it changes, but that's what you get, either the suspended list or what they call the commissioner's exempt list, where he could slap it on Antonio Brown right now, even though there's no criminal charges, even though, of course, there's no conviction of any kind in those sexual assault allegations to this point. You could be on one day. You could actually be taken off that list the next day if the NFL finds that it can't prove whatever. Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs, one of the more recent, recent examples of how that can quickly go in either direction, 1-800-849-2761, if you'd like in with a question or comment on any of those. I did promise you a couple things, so let me get to those as we look forward to Dave Clawson of Wake Forest, David Cutcliffe of Duke, and later this hour, senior NFL writer for CBSSports.com. Will Brinson is going to join us on Bucks, Panthers, and the NFL weekend action to come. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on our program. One of our great partners in the charity world announced over the last 24 hours that thanks to you, DG Show listeners, and in some cases, those who paid seriously in one case, more than $10,000 for a VIP package with the David Glenn Show. Remember that day, Darren? I don't get nervous about many things at all, especially at this stage of life. I'm thinking to myself, all right, he gets a cool tour of the studio. We're going to take him to a football game. All right, he gets a free hotel. We're going to take him to dinner at Sullivan Steakhouse. Like, I'm adding up, like, the value of all these things, a limousine. So he puts down the 10 grand plus, and I'm thinking, all right, he gets this and this and this, and a hotel would usually cost him that, and Sullivan's would cost him this, and our, we're going to do our dog and pony show here at uh, our building and in our studio as he and his – uh, entourage were allowed to enjoy a show and then hang out with us basically the rest of the day. I'm thinking, all right, what if all that stuff adds up to a couple thousand dollars? <laughs> like, what am I going to do that's worth eight grand? I mean, what, you know, I've got some ideas, but some of them are crazy. I mean, a few of them might even be illegal. But how <laughs> am I going to provide $8,000 worth of value to this incredibly charitable person 
who donated under the label of DG Show VIP experience. Ten grand. That's a lot of money, man. Anyway, those dollars went to the Make-A-Wish folks in eastern North Carolina. We have partnered with them regularly for a long, long time. And they just announced, it was either late yesterday or early today, that in the last year, 195 wishes came true. These are not always young people with terminal diseases, but that is often the case. And they made 195 wishes come true in what they call their wish year. It's kind of like we have our calendar year and you might have your fiscal year at work. They have their wish year. Almost 200 wishes came true in part because of kind people like you who listen to the David Glenn Show and or contribute and purchase, contribute to or purchase some of those VIP experiences that we offer from time to time. So congratulations to the Make-A-Wish folks in Eastern North Carolina for another amazing year changing young people's lives and their families' lives. 1-800-849-2761. Here's my important reminder to sports TV viewers as Steve wants in on the Carolina Panthers, others college football team. Team USA basketball or the other headlines of the day. The NFL network is carrying tonight's game. Now, I don't want you to have a panic attack at about eight o'clock tonight. If you're a Panthers fan, or maybe you're just an NFL fan, and this is the only game on tonight, it's Tampa at Carolina. It is an exclusive window as they call it. And the NFL network does often get really good ratings for these sorts of games. Years ago, it was like 75 or 80 million TV households got the NFL network. All right. There's only 90 plus million pay TV households in the United States of America. So that wasn't quite a saturation point, but that's a good place to be. I mean, in the world of cord cutting and cord shaving, when you have 75 or so million TV households, it felt like just about everybody that I knew or talked to was getting that game. Well, they're down to about 60 million or so. That is only half of all American TV households. So plan ahead, think ahead, find a friend, go to a bar or restaurant, call and make sure that they have the NFL network because all of you get Fox, and I assume that's where almost all of us see the majority of our Panthers games, right? Everybody gets Fox. 120 million American TV households get Fox. About half that get the NFL network. So plan accordingly. That is not technically a public service announcement, but frankly, I think it belongs in that column. Better to know now, think ahead, plan ahead, find a friend, than to be shocked at 8 p.m. or 8.20 when you realize you don't have that channel, perhaps. 1-800-849-2761. All right, the other thing I promised. The upside of sports, Darren. We talk life lessons all the time. I have two children. They both played sports. I spent 20-plus years playing sports myself. One of the reasons I love talking and writing about sports is that I think it's beyond the games themselves. I think there are life lessons left and right, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But from preparation, perspiration, inspiration, work ethic, teamwork, respect for foe, friend, teammate, officials, etc., they're there for the taking, those positive life lessons. There are also the disappointments that we talk about from time to time, the ugly underbelly, domestic violence. I've always said just because somebody's famous, athlete, entertainer, whatever, that doesn't mean they're automatically a good person. It means they're really good at something. doesn't mean they're a good person. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but don't expect it because you're going to be set up or your child will be set up for a whole lot of disappointments. Now, if you follow somebody long enough, 
as a prominent athlete or coach or sports figure, jump on that bandwagon. I want to be like him or her. That's all good. With people, we end up reading about domestic violence, Pete Rose betting on baseball, the Joe Jackson Black Sox scandal, say it ain't so, Joe, with the little boy looking up glowingly at his superhero baseball player back when that sport was our national pastime, and the Black Sox throwing of the World Series intentionally on the cooperation of gamblers was a tragedy, a travesty, at least in sports terms. Tanya Harding's group clubbing Nancy Kerrigan's knee again, the ugly underbelly of wanting something so badly that you are cheating, you are cutting corners, you are hurting people, you are violating the rules of the game, you are jeopardizing your body with some of these PED things, for example. And sometimes you feel like you need to hold your hands over the kids' ears so that they can still see the beauty, they can still be inspired, but they are not as poisoned by the ugly underbelly. Well, I am sad to share that over the last 24 hours, a good friend of our show, Joe Drape, who works for the New York Times, broke a big story in a store in a sport that we only follow occasionally. But can you imagine in the aftermath, so many decades after, say it ain't so, Joe, you didn't lose those games on purpose, did you? It was like the breaking of the innocence, the fracturing of the eggshell. We don't want to see that with our young people. We want to see the inspiration, the life lessons learned positively, right? You know what the bottom line is in Joe Drape's New York Times story? Do you know how many Triple Crown horse winners we've had in the last 40 years? There are two. I don't know, Darren, if you want to stand in for our statewide audience. Do you remember either American Pharaoh or Justify? Yes, I would have known both of those. Okay, They're if, relatively recent. Well, here's the deal. In 40 years, we only have two. 40 years. I mean, that's not far from my lifetime. We only have two, but they're both recent. American Pharaoh in 2015, Justify in 2018, also won horse racing's Triple Crown. I don't know if little boys holding old school newspapers are waiting outside when Justify is done eating his oats after the morning run. But isn't it say it ain't so, Justify? Say it ain't so, Justify. Darren, the superstar horses <laughs> are juicing as well. The superstar horses are juicing. Joe's story showed how Justify, with assistance, right, right. <laughs> was using PEDs to win the Triple Crown. And essentially, the sport of horse racing's decision makers covered it up and, and brushed it to the side. They knew about it around the Kentucky Derby, the first of the three legs. They followed up with a second test just to make sure. I don't blame them for that. Why have the negative publicity without testing the B sample, right? You got to make sure that he failed the drug test. So they sent the B sample. Bob Baffert knew about it, the, the trainer, et cetera. But the B sample also came back positive. So, you, I mean, we've busted Justify. We've busted Justify. You pick out your favorite PED user of all time. You got caught, man. Now Justify is caught. Justify might not know the difference between those oats and those PEDs, <laughs> but Justify got busted. Say it ain't so, Justify. <laughs> the officials in charge, knowing that there's nothing better for the sport than another Triple Crown winner. Like, they have trouble, unlike 100 years ago, they have trouble getting into the sports headlines, the positive ones, with frequency. 
So it was, all right, let's not tell anybody about Justify's positive test. And then he wins the Kentucky Derby. And then it's, well, let's check that B sample again just to be sure. And then it's positive. And then they know it. Justify's team knows it. The horse racing, racing officials all know it. And according to Joe Drape's first-class, world-class, I mean fantastic investigative journalism, he puts the pieces together to show that they brushed aside and essentially covered up Justify's PED use because it was a good story and they wanted to see how it played out. The horse did win the Triple Crown with American Pharaoh in 2015, though are the only two examples in 40 or so years in that sport. Say it ain't so, Justify. Okay, now you can take your hands off the ears of the kids. What a crazy story. Back to football on the other side with your calls and with our guest. He is senior NFL writer for CBSSports.com. Also, one of the hosts of the very popular Pick 6 podcast, Will Brinson on all things football. Next. Background of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show. To the David Glenn Show, the NFL weekend that awaits us will offer Saints at the Rams, Eagles at the Falcons, Chiefs at the Raiders, they're both 1-0, Chicago at Denver, Seattle at Pittsburgh, Minnesota at Green Bay, Dallas at Washington, New England at Miami, perhaps worth watching for, watching for entertainment purposes only, and you know what I mean. And starting tonight, the Buccaneers at the Panthers here to discuss one of our favorites on the NFL from CBS Sports and the Pick 6 podcast, Will Brinson. Welcome back. How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, man. Let's start before we get to the games and especially tonight. Most of the players in the past who have been either suspended by Roger Goodell or ended up on his exempt list, almost all of them uh, came in the aftermath of a criminal investigation of some kind. And Antonio Brown is the subject of a civil lawsuit. What is your educated guess on whether or not that's going to put Antonio Brown in a different position in Roger Goodell's eyes? Because it, it would feel weird if the NFL just pulled the trigger on an exempt list when they really have a very tiny amount of information at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a tricky situation, Dave, because there is no prior history of, you know, using the commissioner's exempt list on someone who is involved in a civil lawsuit. And, um, you know, that certainly would open up a Pandora's box for future situations involving civil lawsuits as well. I mean, as anybody know, anybody can file a civil lawsuit, right? right? Like, I mean, and I, I don't mean that flippantly. I mean, like literally anybody can file a civil lawsuit. So, you know, that, that in and of itself um, is something that I think the commissioner and the league office will weigh pretty heavily. You know, at the same time, I don't think the league wants, and you know, if Antonio Brown, you know, if there's something else out there, you know, if there, if there are concerns about, what may have happened, the league does not want Antonio Brown uh, in Miami catching passes from Tom Brady. The Patriots have made it clear that they don't really – or they haven't really made it clear. Bill Belichick was fairly Belichickian. He said that Antonio Brown will practice. Uh, he did not say whether or not Antonio Brown will actually play in the game on Sunday 
I, you know, I wouldn't be stunned if they held him out uh, just to be maybe on the safe side from you know a PR perspective or for whatever reason. I, I don't know how that negotiation would go with the league and with the team. Um, but certainly, you know, it's a con- it's a concern, and they take you know they take it seriously. The league does, and and the uh, and the Patriots do. I, I would be pretty surprised though if if the league decided to put him on an exemplist based on a civil lawsuit just because of the can of worms that that would potentially open. Yeah, and one quick follow-up. Basically, the evidence in the lawsuit, including some really graphic texts, uh, I'll use the word guilty in air quotes when I say this, but Antonio Brown looks, air quotes, guilty of emotionally abusive behavior with his former trainer, right? But Tyreek Hill certainly was guilty of emotionally abusive behavior, but when the NFL felt it couldn't prove, you know, domestic violence or who hurt the little boy, et cetera, they just basically deferred to law enforcement and, and said, there's nothing we can prove here. So it's not like they're going to, they, they would discipline Antonio Brown simply on the emotionally abusive behavior part of this. Is that a fair reading? Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, remember Tyreek, they made, the NFL made a decision on Tyreek Hill after the DA in, in, in where the case was yeah. decided to drop the case. And, the, and by the way, the DA said, I mean, this is an actual, I'm paraphrasing, but he, this, you, know, you can go read the actual quote. He said, someone is guilty here. We just don't know yeah. who it is. Yeah. And, and they mean basically either Tyreek Hill or Tyreek Hill's wife. And it's, I mean, kind of disappointing from a, you know, as a parent yeah. and as a, you know, a fellow human, it's kind of disappointing that they dropped that. But I, I, I understand why, I, I sort of understand why the NFL wouldn't go through and, and disciplining him in that situation because, you know, innocent until proven guilty, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think even though in the civil situation where in order to determine it's not guilt, in order to determine that, that you know, Tyree Hill, I mean, that, excuse me, Antonio Brown did something wrong, it's preponderance of evidence versus, you know, reasonable shadow of reasonable doubt. Um, I still think the NFL would err on the side of caution rather than, you know, potentially da- – because, you know, look, if you, if you, if you put Antonio Brown on the commissioner's exempt list, you are damaging the potential for him to earn up to $4.5 million in incentives. You know, you are taking away a game check for him. And so uh, because of all of that, I think that they'll probably err on the side of caution, even though, you know, the, the visceral reaction for most of us when we, when we read what is in that lawsuit is to, as you said, look at Antonio Brown in a, in, in for however you want to look at it, in a, in a guiltiest light. Again, air quotes on that yeah. as well. So it, it, it is a, it's a tough situation, Dave. I don't, I don't recall – anything like this ever really because you know usually the player in question who's, who's involved in this situation has been on the team for a while or you know I mean like he didn't just force his way out of yeah. Oakland and sign with New England hours later it, it is a whole different so many layers of this and it's just it's difficult to see how the NFL would just lay the hammer down and, 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 and put him on the exempt list well put to the field looking back at week one we knew the Dolphins were bad and they showed they were bad we knew teams like the Saints were really good and the Rams and they proved to be really good was there a team or two that even though it's only one week kind of changed your opinion or at least you know jolted you a little bit and said wow this may be different for better or for worse than what I thought while watching the preseason well, I'll, I'm going to name. Uh, I'm going to name. I'll give you three teams, and they're all from the same division. Okay. And I, I feel like I was right on one of them in the Cleveland Browns. The two things that I said all off season and all preseason, and as as often as I could, as loud as I could, even though Browns fans got really mad about it, was that the offensive line and having a rookie head coach to me felt like major red flags for how Cleveland would operate this season. 
I, I, I'm not going to say I feel vindicated because, you know, it's one week yeah. and now they get a Sam Darnoldless Jet team on Monday night in New York. And they, you know, they went from two and a half point favorites when Darnold was in that game. Now he's out with mono uh, to like six or five and a half or six point favorites. And so, you know, that's not a huge shift, but it's a pretty big shift. They, they're expected to win. Um, the Browns just look, you know, sort of dysfunctional. Odell Beckham was wearing this $300,000 watch and he's refusing to take off. Like, dude, just take off the watch like every other player in the NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield got flustered in the fourth quarter. He now has kind of a bad track record of playing against high-level defenses. When you look at how he performed against the Texans last year, very poorly. When you look at how he performed early on against the Broncos last year, very poorly. Uh, and then look at the Ravens in that final week. He wasn't exactly effective. I think Tennessee qualifies as a top-tier defense. And, and so that's worth watching with these Browns, particularly as they struggle to protect it. He was battered and bruised. Remember, they cut their, off yep. their starting left tackle, Greg Robinson, before the season. Uh, then the Ravens, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see what it means uh, with, with you know, Lamar Jackson. And once they get a little bit further down the road on the schedule, because the Dolphins are a very bad football team. But, man, I mean, this, this offense looks like it could be unstoppable or at least one of the top five or ten offenses in the league, and I think that would really surprise some people. Maybe not around here because we watch a lot of Lamar, um, you know, rolling through the ACC. He's really he developed as a passer. He just looks better as a passer, more comfortable in this Greg Roman system, and Mark Ingram is a perfect fit for him. They built a very nice ecosystem there for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then the final team would be the Bengals. I, I think people would be really surprised to find out that, the, that Andy Dalton set a career high in passing yards on a road game in Seattle in week one under the tutelage of a new head coach. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a little bit of a facade. You know, their offensive line isn't very good. Joe Mixon banged up. Could see a lot of our boy Gio Bernard out there in, uh, in week two and, and moving along. But they're going to get A.J. Green back. The defense looks a lot better than everyone thought. And Zach, it's possible that, you know, bringing in a fresh, young offensive mind like Zach Taylor unlocks the potential in Andy Dalton and a guy like John Ross, who, who went off for the first time in, in his entire NFL career. Last thing for Will Brinson, find his work at CBSSports.com. Check out his Pick 6 podcast and follow him on Twitter, at Will Brinson. Tonight, Buccaneers at Panthers. I put myself in David Tepper's shoes, in part because it's fun to think about having $13 billion, but <laughs> yeah. in part because I would expect a win tonight, right? My Ron Rivera is in year nine and Bruce Arians is in year one. Uh, Cam Newton was a wise use of number one overall. Uh, in 2011, and Jameis Winston has been more of an unwise use of number one overall in 2015. And in terms of, like, who the NFL players think are elite NFL players, the Bucks have one of those in Mike Evans, and the Panthers have at least four in Keekley and McCaffrey and Cam when he's healthy, and even Gerald McCoy, the former Buccaneer. Uh, that's a lot, and they're at home tonight. Like, am I uh, out of line if I'm David Tepper and, and I say, I'm going to smell something fishy and funny and not good if Ron Rivera doesn't get a win tonight? Uh, not at all, Dave. Look, let's say hypothetically, like David Tepper is expecting the Panthers to win nine football games, right? Like nine or more. Yeah. That's what he's really rooting for this season. I'm not saying he bet the win total because he's the owner. But <laughs> like, maybe there's a bunch of people out there who bet the win total. If the Panthers lose this game, you're mashing the panic button. Mm -hmm. It is panic central. And, and look, it's an NFL football game in primetime on a short week with a quarterback coming off an off-season shoulder surgery. Anything can happen. Bruce Arians is on the other side. He's a good head coach. He's been doing it a long time. Jameis Winston is 
is a is, frankly might just be bad, but he's streaky and we've seen him get hot and he could certainly uh, just come in and, and light things up at Carolina. The reason I, I don't look, I think Carolina's going to win and win big. The reason why one Tampa's defense is, is can't keep up with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. They have bigger bodies on that in, in their secondary. I don't think that they can handle those guys. Kurt, they, they better send Christian McCaffrey on a wheel route or two. If you look at Cam Newton's performance last year, week one, he came out and only attempted, I think, two or three balls more than 20 yards down the field. They kept him in check. And then in week – actually, it was just one, just like last week. And then in week two, he really came out and stretched the field. So I'll be curious to see if the Panthers take shots uh, down the field with those weapons who are faster than the Tampa Bay defenders. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't discount Gerald McCoy revenge game. Yeah. He's, he's been – like, there – if you – Everybody who's in the locker room waiting to talk to him. All the Panthers players are fired up. Gerald McCoy has spoken quite openly about the fact that, um, you know, he, he, he said, like, they're like, how did you, you know, how do you feel about, you know, playing Tampa again with all these all pros and pro balls in your eyes? He's like, well, I just feel it's hard to get that when you play for that organization. This is a Gerald McCoy revenge game. There's a lot of weapons in that front seven for the Panthers. Jameis Winston loves throwing picks to linebackers right in front of his face. Like, I love IPAs. And I would not be surprised at all if we see multiple pressures from Gerald McCoy on Jameis Winston, multiple sacks. And I, I think you'll see at least one interception thrown to Luke Keekley or Shaq Thompson that gets taken to the house. Panthers roll big in this one. But, yeah, if, if they lose, uh, David Tepper and anybody holding a over seven and a half or over eight win total ticket is, is hitting the panic button. I love the overview. Will Brinson, got to let you go. I know you have other appointments and assignments. Thanks for your time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. Hey, have a great Thursday. Enjoy your weekend, Dave. Right back at you. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest joins us live in less than 60 minutes. David Cutcliffe of Duke will join us as part of our number three. We are celebrating the college football weekend that awaits us. It starts with Wake hosting UNC. They are both 2-0. and That game is tomorrow night, an unusual 6 p.m. national TV window on ESPN proper. That'll get us rolling on the college side. Panthers and Buccaneers get us rolling on the pro side. We have a weird story a crazy one involving a band from the stadium sports fan just as i warned you if you are a tv viewer make sure you have the nfl network public service announcement dg style that is where the game between the buccaneers and the panthers will be broadcast tonight nfl network only most of us have been in stadiums son of some of us are season ticket holders in one sport or another How's this for a crazy story involving a band from the stadium fan? It actually happened in the NFL this past weekend. A beer tossed on an opposing player. The aftermath was eye-opening. That story with your calls. Team USA basketball goes down again. College football, NFL weekend to come, offers a lot. Major League Baseball has set its all-time single-season home run record. Even the superstar horses are juicing now as well. Justify and the PED scandal from the horse racing world also on our mind. The crazy band from the stadium sports fan story with your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. 
1-800-849-2761. Dave Clawson from Wake Forest has a big game tomorrow night hosting Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. Mac has already dropped by. Coach Clawson will join us live in less than 60 minutes. David Cutcliffe of Duke will help us celebrate the football weekend to come. He drops by to start hour number three for his weekly Thursday appointment with us here on the statewide David Glenn Show. You can be next with your question or comment. Team USA basketball lost again today. The NFL weekend begins tonight. Buccaneers at Panthers style right in our backyard. The college football weekend offers Wake hosting Carolina early tomorrow night. Six o'clock start on ESPN and a lot of other great games that we get to. 1-800-849-2761. I do have some Antonio Brown leftovers. Follow the evidence style, separating fact from fiction and hoping, hopefully asking people to take a reasonable approach to both treating the alleged victim with respect and also treating the, the accused with respect until we get more information. That's how smart, sane, fair-minded people do things. 1-800-849-2761. I did have one story, I promised, from the NFL, and it is a crazy story involving a band from the stadium sports fan. Now, I don't know if you share my views on this, but, for example, we've had plenty of racially charged language in the American sports landscape, and when that NHL fan was caught yelling that word at that African-American hockey player, I'm happy to throw that person out. I'll personally escort him out. I'll advise the president, owner, and general manager to keep him out. I think that's the tough guideline you have to draw on something that's been plaguing our country for a long, long time. A UGA football fan used the N-word on his own black quarterback. That actually happened. Yeah, ban that guy as well. Similarly, violent acts, along with those verbal attacks, can sometimes rise to the level that you're not only thrown out today, you're done. I have no problem with this. Smaller mistakes, you're out today. Maybe we'll invite you back. Maybe we won't yank your season tickets permanently. But in the Tennessee-Cleveland game this past weekend, which went poorly for the Browns, if you didn't know, the Tennessee Titans defensive back Logan Ryan had a moment where he was kind of jumping up into the stands. Someone rooting for the Cleveland Browns clearly poured a beer on Logan Ryan. I mean, doused him in beer. There was nobody bumping his elbow. It was not accidental. It was crystal clear. It was caught on video. You can't do stuff like that. Now, you determine whether you just kick the guy out that day. And by, if you didn't know, everybody would do that or whether you'd go the next step and say you're never invited back. Well, the Browns did a quick investigation, found a guy named Eric Smith, and sent him a message saying you're banned from returning to Cleveland Browns home games. Only one problem. That Eric Smith told a local TV station, uh, I was actually DJing a wedding on Sunday, and I haven't seen a Browns home game since 2010. And yeah, I'm a white dude, and yeah, I have a brown bushy beard, but I haven't been there in nine years. It wasn't me. More on that story with your calls next on The David Glenn Show. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always believed in us. I guess you were the wind beneath our wings. There you go. How's that? <laughs> Do we but, have uh, background music that's for that? That's right. Bette Midler, there we go. You are the wind beneath my wings. Keep it right here on The David Glenn Show.